Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome back to the Psych Legal Pop Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about popular culture through the lens of an attorney and a therapist. I'm Tess Brigham. I'm the therapist. And I'm Brooke Brigham. I'm the attorney. So today we are talking about Sister Wives, Season 18, Episode 9, Battle Lines Drawn. And boy, was this a doozy. I was just thinking, I was furiously writing the entire time, like, Mm -hmm. pause, 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 and writing. And I'm thinking, you wait till now to shove. We've had weeks of listening to Mary talk about moving her clothing business and now we have tons of information and you're all just going to dump it right now. Like you people really don't know anything about pacing. (laughs) No, it's true. (laughs) Like every episode has been so repetitive and it's like, okay, okay. This episode was like, boom, 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 boom. Like new information after new information after new information. Oh, it was a lot. It was, it felt like it was nonstop, nonstop. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, just also upsetting Yeah, at how hurt these children are. And not just Christine and Janelle's kids, Robin's kids. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I felt, I really felt for them. It's like, you know what? This isn't their fault. They're caught up in this mm-hmm. thing. And yeah, Aurora and Brianna, they're, they're just kind of like, what's happening? And, you know, they don't have the benefit of, you know, they're very sheltered. Yes. And so all they really know is what Robin tells them, quite mm-hmm. frankly. They have no perspective, you know, and she's basically, it sounds to me like she's just telling them all the time, oh, they don't want us. Mm-hmm. They, they, we've been kicked off the Brown family island, you know, they, they, they're all against us. I don't know why they don't like us. And what did we do? And it's just like this victim mentality that she's instilled in them and they don't know anything different. Yeah. And it's yeah. Like, this, this is screwing with them too. And, you know, eventually it's going to be, and I'm sure that the younger two, Saul and Ariella, I'm sure that 
they're also already feeling this tension mm-hmm. and it's only going to get worse, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really sad. Yeah. It, I, it really bugs me when I see people commenting about, listen, Aurora is not my favorite person, but I, I, it really bugs me when people were commenting on Brianna getting upset and that, oh, she's just like her mother. And I'm like, well, yeah. you know what? I mean, yeah, yeah innocent this, bystanders. This is, this, yeah, bystanders they, here. And what people don't understand is, is that, you know, these are your parents. This is your only way of living. You know, mm-hmm. we forget how much, how it's just biological, it's instinctual for us to need to believe our parents, mm-hmm. need to trust our parents. And so when you have a parent telling you something, then, you know, it's very hard as a 15, 16, 17 year old to like, let's think about this critically and let me mm-hmm. think about this and wait, yeah. hold on, let me peel back impossible. the layers. That's impossible. It's, it's just, I think that, yeah, you're absolutely right. Things are very sheltered. I think all I hear is that their siblings don't want to see them and they're not important anymore. And so, you know, they're walking around their, their each of their campuses mm-hmm. thinking, oh, That's this person really across sad. the room doesn't want to talk to me. And, or this person doesn't want to have anything to do with me. And so, okay, you know, I'll just kind of keep, keep my distance. I mean, I think it's on both ends. I think poor Savannah Mm -hmm. and Brianna, you know, each of them are sort of right. Neither of them at this time are even 18. It's like, they're both kind of, you know, trying to figure it out. Like who, who is this person to me that I broke my, that broke my heart that they go to the same high school. They pass by each other. Don't acknowledge each other or look at each other. And Savannah's telling this to Christine and Janelle and Christine and Janelle are just sort of like, Oh, that's hmm. too bad. Yeah. Janelle uh, was, vi- did not say a thing. I don't know if she talked and it all got edited out, but I was very surprised how quiet yeah. she was like, you don't have anything to say. And then Christine sort of saying, mm, God, I didn't know it was this bad. I didn't know it was this bad. It's like, Yes, you did. Yeah, you Come did. On this, all did not happen in the last couple months. This isn't the gone. first time. Look, this is not you know the first this time. Is happening. You know this heard is this. You know Savannah comes home every day after school when she, you know, sees um, Brianna on the hallway and she tells her mom, mm-hmm. you know, that we're not. You know, we didn't even talk to each other. And then Janelle tells Christine, "Come on, this was not the first time they had heard any of this." And it really felt to me like when Christine. Christine was driving this conversation at Garrison's mm-hmm. house at the dinner table. And I just really felt like it seemed almost scripted. Like, well, what yeah. about this? And what about this? And what you like? She's, she's bringing up all these things that she knows. She knows what mm-hmm. the answer to these questions is going to well, be. Well, yeah, I think the producers sat them down and said, okay, we need to have a, we need to talk about all these things. Mm-hmm. Christine, you bring up all the questions, you answer it all over here. Right. I mean, this was obviously very, very set up for them to be able to sort of explain what's been going on. Oh yeah. And they knew what the topics were going to be. Yeah. They, they knew everything that was going to be said. Yeah. I, I just, I, it really felt like icky to me, mm-hmm. but anyway, <laughs> but let's discuss it for an hour. <laughs> let's, let's analyze it further. <laughs> let's beat it to death. Yeah. So Christine is going to cook in Garrison's kitchen, but now, it's really, it's really just her making a salad bar. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was going to, that I wrote that down. I'm like cooking all the reading is salad, right? Like, that's not, you know, I can do salad and yeah. chop stuff off and put it in a bowl. That's not, I don't consider that cooking. I didn't see any cooking, anything going into the oven, any main entrees, mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. And it did 
look good at all. Like, oh, and I kept focusing on, I really hate like weird meats that come in chunks like that. Mm-hmm. Like I never eat that stuff. Like people put it on chef salads. Like I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure I've eaten some version of it when it's sliced thinly. Mm-hmm. But I hate those little weird spam looking chunks that really, every time that came on the screen, I was like, Ugh. yeah, I just saw a, bunch of, I saw a bunch of shrimp. Oh, that's Which right. Lo- there was shrimp. Yeah. I love <laughs> shrimp, but I don't know the the, um, yeah, the whole thing was very odd. It didn't look good altogether. Yes. So we're at Garrison's house. And so it's Christine, Janelle, Savannah, Garrison, Gabe, and Gwen. No, truly. And obviously, I think that was very much Christine made an excuse for truly not being there. I'm like, yeah, you didn't want truly to participate in this conversation. Yeah. And she asked Cody, is this the time where she asked Cody to babysit? Oh, God, I couldn't believe that. I'm like, babysit. God, Christine, you're perpetuating this too. I know. Babysit. (laughs) <laughs> yeah he's did he gotta, charge did he charge how much did he charge oh he, he charged, charged her it's two cost you 200 and 200 an hour because that's what he can make so why he why would he two, he can make 200 dollars an hour and right why would he babysit his kids when he yeah. pays someone 20 dollars? yes yes but no he's got logs to move around from one side of the house to the next and right the co- coyote pass and back to his house um and then she said something else i thought was weird where she said i moved away six months ago i'm like wait a second six months ago weren't we just last week we were in may for janelle's birthday didn't she leave in the fall didn't she leave before way before didn't she leave like back in september i'm sure she did because she would have wanted um truly to start school yeah at her new school so i was like so six months are we now are we going back in time we're going backtracking we are i think this is more like march yeah there's something about this because apparently and i read this something else i don't know if this is true or not but that because i guess her anniversary with cody is before may is in march yeah is in march oh okay so yeah yeah, so this is all march and that, that i thought was weird too so um yeah so they didn't they didn't want truly to be around for this conversation thank goodness um and it was brought up that um of course who said this that christmas um cody spent time with truly and this has been the first time she's seen him since then Mm -hmm. and of course you know savannah him during the holidays yeah um and then recently truly and savannah spent some time with him and then i love this savannah says he's been absent for so long i really don't even notice (laughs) Poor Samantha. This was really, it was hard. I mean, there were some points at which the camera like focused on Savannah and focused on Gabe. And these two were just trying not to cry. I mean, it was, it was, I thought it was so Even Garrison kind of cracked a little, like, like his voice cracked. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, the, we get to see Christine. um, We see Christine in the kitchen talking to Savannah and we get to see like these flashbacks of little Savannah. Yeah, because she has just been, you know, this cute little thing forever and ever. And then she's asking her about Brianna, and she tells us how, you know, I didn't even know they went to the same school. Um, that uh, that they don't talk to each other; they ignore each mm-hmm. other, pretend like they don't know who they are. And then we see, we see Brianna and Aurora in the confessional, sort of telling their part, and Brianna sort of saying the exact same thing that savannah's saying and she breaks down crying that um you know they're not in my life Mm -hmm. and we don't know what to do or we don't know 
I mean, that's why when I saw the two of them in that confessional, I was like, oh, these two really have no idea what's, they're lost. Mm. They have no they're idea. Lost. All they can go on is what Robin and Cody tell them. And we all know what Robin's telling them, the same stuff she's telling us. Yeah. You know, these people, they're just, you know, they don't yeah. care about us. They've just discarded us, whatever. Um, and then Savannah says something. I had to go back and rewind this. So Savannah says, I have, I've had a hard time with my siblings. The ones my, she said, I've had a hard time with my siblings, my age, at least things are changing as I get older, but I've never been close to Robin's kids. I was Mm. like, who are you? are not talking about daddy Logan. I mean, you, he can't be the problem. No, I don't think it's necessarily a problem. It's just that she's a lot younger than most mm-hmm. of, you know, until Truly came along. Yeah. She's she had a hard youngest. time with her siblings. So I, I think because there's such a difference in age. Yeah. Okay. And so like, what the, is she the, referring to? I, I think, didn't know what she was referring to. I think she's saying that the only people who were really around her, you know, that were her age, were Robin's kids. Mm-hmm. Were Brianna and um, No, it's true, because they were. Yeah. Yeah, and so I think, you know, that they obviously their families didn't blend very well, and then now their families are breaking up. Mm-hmm. So where does that leave Savannah? She doesn't have someone close in age, mm-hmm. really. Well, I guess uh, Isabel is only a couple years older than her. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's very interesting because when we were doing our rewind, we, you know, we saw where Logan graduates from high school and goes off to college. And here, this is, is this Savannah's final year? And it's just such a huge difference between mm-hmm. what Logan had and what that oh, looked yeah. like. That and send off. That send off and all of that. And versus Savannah and Janelle in that tiny little apartment, mm-hmm. you know, just, I don't know, doing what? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard. It's, it's, I feel for her. Like she also was, you know, Robin talks a lot about being cheated or children being cheated. Like, no, these little kids also got cheated yeah. too. You Savannah know? was cheated. Like all of her older siblings went off mm-hmm. and she was the only girl uh, left. You know, Maddie's been gone a long time. Yeah. They're far apart in age and then COVID and then she's there by herself. Yeah. No, she's had a rough, a rough go of it. Yeah. The last several years. Definitely. Yeah. Well, you know what? Let's go to Parowan. Oh, <laughs> Utah. Boop, where boop, boop, things are just. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, so, so, yes, it is. Yes. Very sweet oh, company. R.I.P. Suzanne Summers. Oh, yes. R.I.P. I was sad to see that. I know. We grew up on Three's Company. Yes. That we never missed it. That was one of our favorite shows. Yeah. Come and knock on our door. Come and knock on our door. <laughs> We've been waiting, We're waiting for, for you. you. So yeah, it's very sad. Yeah. Um, but I also think it's hilarious that Puddle wasn't going to send a camera crew to Utah for for um for Mary because she filmed all this on her camera. Yeah, on yeah. her phone, on her iPhone. I was like, oh no, Mary, you you're going to be in Parowan. Great, you you film everything yourself. And it's poor Mary just being like, okay, is this something I should film? It's just, oh, it's painful. Well, and I love how she's, you know, she's getting all hot and bothered over the fact that Jen's husband is like doing things around the house, you know, Mm -hmm. fixing things and building things. And she's like, yeah, it's been a long time since Cody did anything for me around the house. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, God, the standards are so low too. I mean, you know, God, this guy's like, 
undoing a um <laughs> using a scr- electric you know screwdriver and she's all hot and bothered by it. but cody must do absolutely nothing oh no nothing. you know and even when he tries to do stuff he never finishes it he never does yeah. it right it's always a half-ass job yeah yeah but I, I will say that this is one thing that drives me crazy. And we see this a lot on uh, reality shows. And listen, I, I don't know how I would be if I was on a reality show, but that sort of fake, oh my God, we're so wacky. We're having so mm-hmm. much fun. We're so mm-hmm. goofy. God, look at us. It's like, oh God, you know, just, I, I know that cleaning out a little carrot house isn't fun. And, you yeah. know, I mean, ugh, you don't need to be wacky, Mary and Jen. <laughs> Jen. <laughs> That's their brand. I know. Well, that's what they do. I know. I know. But um, yeah, we hear from Mary that she lives a very independent life, but her, but she still feels spiritually, her spiritual marriage is still with Cody. So she's still holding on, holding on for something. Give it a few more episodes. Um, But she said that with Jen, life is easy. This friendship (laughs) is easy. Mm -hmm. Unlike with her sister wives. (laughs) Like, yeah. Okay. And then I don't know how this gets brought up about um I forget who brings it up first about the favorite wife. I think mm-hmm. Janelle says, you know, this polygamy stuff just doesn't work when you have a favorite wife. Yeah. That's just impossible. And then Cody pipes in and he says, oh, God, well, if a man has a favorite wife, it has to do with loyalty. Yes. He he has to feel she's loyal to him. And it's like, okay, we get it, Cody. Yeah. Well, and that's what he said. If you, if, is, is he the one that sort of, is he the one that said, if you struggle, if you have any struggles, it's because of the lack of loyalty. It was a little much. Um, it was but I horrible. Do, yeah. I, I, what's so interesting is I think that Mary, your relationship with Jen works because Jen works for you. And she seems to really kind of go along with what you want mm-hmm. right i think this is why it works for you right Mary. like that's why it's easy you're paying her you know yeah and i think jen likes being in mary's shadow you know mm-hmm. that she's sort of she's a adjacent you know yeah, to quasi quasi celebrity i think she likes that absolutely and then janelle points out that you know most men fail at this mm-hmm. <laughs> plural yeah. marriage because they can't like they don't really have the capacity. There's all this talk about how the women in polygamy, they have to get past these feelings of jealousy and this and that, and it makes you a better person. But somehow the men never really have to get past that. Oh, you no, know, of course the, not. What are yeah, you kidding me? <laughs> and, and they're also not able to fulfill every woman's needs like they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Because to be fair, probably no man could. No, nor should you be looking for that. Like, no. you should not be, your partner should not be fulfilling every need. Your friend shouldn't be fulfilling every needs. Like, this is why, you know, once upon a time when we lived in more communities and tribes and groups and, you know, when people weren't so scattered, that's what family, you know, you, you went, you, you had a community. It was your church mm-hmm. or your family or whatever it was that they would provide these other things. So people didn't look for their partners to fulfill everything. But, y- you know, it's, I, I just think that when it, it, if these were friendships, this would be different. I just think that when you get sex involved mm-hmm. and love involved, it gets very, very complicated. Yeah. And people's feelings just can't be the same. They yeah. just can't, you know? So then Gabe shows up um, and 
Christine tells about how Gen, Gen, <laughs> Gabe and Gwen are going to live with Garrison, but Christine's very worried because of their very different idea. political <laughs> beliefs. Yeah. So I think this is Gwen and Garrison have very different political briefs, but they seem to be fine. They're not fighting with each other at, on the dinner table. Like, I don't know. Well, as long as they don't start talking about critical race theory or something. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're fine, but I don't know. Yeah, and I can't tell if she's talking about Gabe and Garrison because Gabe, I don't know why, this, he strikes me as more middle of the road mm-hmm. like uh, like one extreme or the other but what do i know i don't know the guy yeah but i think um, he is a little more middle of the road but i don't know i just feel like listen gwen is out mm-hmm. garrison doesn't have an issue with that like i get the sense that garrison's like just right. pay your re- just pay your rent exactly. on time and that's fine if you pay your rent on time i'm not gonna have an issue with you yeah it's not like oh i can't live with you because we don't have the same political beliefs i think it's not that dramatic i yeah. think christine is making more of this than really needs to be and then you know christine goes into this weird this is about truly yeah Yeah. i thought this was i i was thinking about this a lot trying to figure out i was wrapping my brain around it but explain well so she she says that truly thinks that she has a really good relationship with cody and she thinks it's because you know she took truly and left Cody and moved away before anything like too tragic happened. And so she kind of preserved their relationship in that place and time. And so therefore forever, truly is just going to think that, Oh yeah, my dad and I had a fine relationship. Well, first of all, I don't think she thinks that now. Mm -hmm. I think she's a lot smarter than you give her credit for Christine. Um, I think she, can pick up on all the things that kids always pick up on. And trust me, when she gets older and she's able to process this more and she finds out more and understands more, Mm -hmm. she's not going to be like, oh, I had a great relationship with my father. Mm -hmm. This is just magical thinking on Christine's part. And she does this sometimes where she has these magical thinking moments where she just kind of goes into, um, (laughs) goes into another place. And I don't know if at first when she s- suggested this, I was like, huh, that's really interesting. Like, is there something there? And then I was thinking, well, but eventually, yeah, she's going to get older. And of course, she's going to start figuring things out. And um, you can't stop time and people growing. And and so I, I kind of kept back and forth. I think I I understood what she was coming from because I think what she was really talking, this is what I got from it, which is, mm-hmm. I think it was about expectations. It's almost kind of like by removing Truly and making her live in another state, she can really lower her expectations right. about how much she's really going to see her father and how much he's going to be in her life so that when she does go into town and see him a couple times or maybe four or five times a year, it's kind of like, oh, this is great. Dad's quote unquote there for me because mm-hmm. each time I come into town, he wants to see He's me. so happy to see He's me. He's so yeah. happy to see me. And then we have these things. It's like having a long distance relationship. Exactly. You know, and so I can see that part of it. But I also thought that maybe is this her rationalizing what she did? Because she did pick up her kid and move yeah. her to another state, you know, yeah. and that is, you know, being displaced. That is right. something, you know, when you when you have, um, you know, after a divorce and when one person makes picks up and goes, it does. It is, you know, it is on the parent and it is their choice. And so I feel like Christine's trying to like rationalize 
something her that guilt. she wanted to do it for guilt. And, and the thing is, but she obviously, I'm not saying she shouldn't have gone to Utah. It's just a little bit of like being, be a little bit more truthful with yourself about what's going on here. Right. No, but I agree. So, and Christine does, does Christine say this or did I write this down? It was that Christine has seen, Christine has seen how poorly Cody treats as adult children. Mm. So, you know, I think she thinks like, maybe I can try to preserve this for truly. Um, right. I, I don't know. And I don't know if she feels guilt because of her other kids. If she, cause it, obviously there's a lot of anger or maybe it's not anger per se of unhappiness or disappointment from Gwen about her relationship with Cody. And it sounds like, you know, maybe Christine, I don't know if Christine feels guilty that this is how it all ended up. I don't know, but well, maybe also she's she, trying to save it for truly. Yeah. And she said many times that her kids were used to not having Cody around. Mm-hmm. Cause he, you know, didn't yeah. like to be around Christine. So he didn't come around. So they didn't see him a lot. So I don't know. I can see both sides of it. And, you know, sometimes when you have a person like Cody, a little bit goes a long way. Yes. Yes. And maybe it's okay that the time is limited because the time with him is intense. Mm-hmm. I'm and sure a, it is. And a lot of time with him probably wouldn't be good for truly. I don't know. Who knows? God, these, these, I mean, God, we're getting into some really, these are hard decisions yeah. and yeah. difficult issues, you know? Um, but you know what? Cody doesn't agree with any of that. No. Christine's, a, you know, basically he's saying Christine's an idiot and she, you know, that makes no sense. No way. Nah, 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 nah. It's like, okay, Cody, thanks. It's like, <laughs> Just God, you can't even be calm about yeah. that. You can't, you, well, can you tell us anything? Can you share anything that's not you bashing somebody in your family? Okay, got it. Apparently not. But we learned that Gabe says he hasn't spoken to Cody in months um, and that he heard that he only cared about his minor children. Mm-hmm. I don't know who he heard that from. Um, and then Janelle goes into this whole thing about Cody. He's always been better with the little kids because... You know, we've talked about this because when you're little, your opinion, you know, dad's opinion matters. They respected him. They listened to him. Mm-hmm. And so now that the kids are older and I don't know, have their own ideas and thoughts, Cody can't, um, you know, Cody has a hard time with them because they're mm-hmm. not just unilaterally believing everything he said. But the other thing, too, is Garrison talks about how he would talk to Cody a lot about decisions. So it sounds like some of the, you know, your kids are going to Cody. They are mm-hmm. asking you opinions. It's just sort of like if they don't take it or if they disagree with it, it's, it seems to be forget it, you know? Yeah. And Cody, again, you know, there's so much contradiction that here's Gary and Gabe saying, yeah, we haven't talked to him in months. Cody claims he reached out to both of them just before Christmas and they're blocking him, which I have a hard time believing. Thing that they yeah. would just block. No, I don't, I don't think they blocked him. I think he said, "Oh, they're blo- they're blocking me from this." He said that he reached out to them right before Christmas and right after Christmas, and then he didn't hear back, so he gave up. And mm-hmm. and that's again, you know, twice, Cody. I mean, before Christmas, after Christmas, like really, you know, you you Garrison just bought a house. You you probably heard about that. Like you mm-hmm. can't reach out and say congratulations on your house. Yeah, can I come see it? Yeah. Um, any of that kind of stuff. So, um, but Robin tells us that before or before, was it before COVID that 
Cody's relationship with his older kids was good. It's been Christine. I was really surprised. Oh, Christine, Christine leaving. leaving is why no one gets along. I was like, ooh. Yeah. Ooh, 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 somebody's throwing somebody else under the bus. Well, and that's what Cody says, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. This no, that's is all the party because, line. Yeah. Well, and then we get we get the rundown on the secret Santa. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> the secret Santa gate. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Well, the story keeps changing. Now they're saying... I know. I'm so confused. Aspen actually started the text chain saying, hey, you know... we." And they they emphasize that they have been doing this for 20 years. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they're like, well, time to do the secret Santa. And Robin said that she wanted to do it over Zoom because I guess the gift exchange. I, can, I don't I understand guess, if I, it's the planning yeah, or the if planning. it's the actual gift exchange that would be over Zoom. I think probably both because, of course, she's not they're not going to she's not going to get they're still in their covid bubble mm-hmm. her and Cody. So they're not going to get together in person. But I, I get the feeling like she even wanted the planning to be a Zoom call because she wanted she was saying that um, Ariella doesn't remember who these people are. So she wanted to be able she wanted Ariella to be able to see, oh, who is my secret Santa and mm-hmm. make a connection between, oh, mm-hmm. I'm buying a present for this person. Mm-hmm. And um and then Robin started saying that, it, you know, there was all this past trauma and well, so, but then Gwen was saying that the, they didn't want to do it over zoom because it didn't feel special. It didn't feel sentimental. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel, mm-hmm. you know, oh, this isn't fun. Like we're just going to exchange stuff on zoom. That's kind of boring. And so I guess apparently then they, people started throwing out various suggestions of like, Hey, why don't we try this? Why don't we try that? And then this is a little bit of where it's odd because then all of a sudden Robin pops up and says, this is, this is traumatizing. And she brings up this past trauma. And basically Garrison says, Robin made it all about herself. Mm -hmm. And, and then she said, okay, you know, that's it. I'm out. What is the trauma? I don't understand. Well, that's what Gwen says. Gwen says, what trauma Dad prefers them. What's right. the trauma? He chose them. <laughs> yeah. And and then she starts going into, like, we wanted to be part of this family and be accepted and loved by everyone when we were blending families. And she didn't have any support in that. And then, you know, after 10 years, it started to get better. But then COVID hit. And then her and her kids were, again, excluded and weren't part of the group. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they don't respect her as a mother. She had a laundry list. Oh, yes. Complaints. Yes, she did. And, you know, with these kind of people, it always comes down to, like, you don't respect me. Mm -hmm. What is that about? That line, you don't respect me. Well, because people... What does that mean? Well, you know what? Because people think that wrongly, falsely, people think like, I'm the father, I'm the mother, therefore I should be respected. I'm the boss, I should be respected. I'm the teacher, I should be respected. And it's like, just because you have a title, just because, you know, somebody picked you to be their wife doesn't mean anything. You Mm -hmm. earn, respect is earned. And this is something that is, because I work with generations and I love working with young people, is this is a big thing that happens in companies and it's a big thing that is really changing because the other thing too is maybe a hundred years ago, kids would absolutely, this is my father, I need to respect him and not do that. 
the these generations, uh, uh-uh, uh, mm-hmm. right? It's it. You have to you put you know you have to show us to earn it, earn it, and mm-hmm. we're not just going to give it to you. You've got to earn it. And I think that Robin just feels so slighted. I think she feels like they they've never listened to me. They've never liked me. They've never done this. They've never done that. All the while, like obviously we've seen it over the years that she's done all things to make herself separate and right. special and 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 all of those pieces. But um Yeah, if I anyone think, didn't want to blend, it was her. Yeah. You know, getting well, nannies and not I mean, Yeah. Like, yeah. You didn't want to blend because you never no. let these women watch your kids or you never wanted to let them join in. You know, you always kept yourself that way. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think it's interesting about this respect thing. I think that if you're somebody who doesn't have a lot to hang your hat on in mm-hmm. life, like if you yeah. don't really have a big career, you don't have maybe children of your own, if you don't have certain things that it's very, um, that, you know, you're looking for some validation of Mm -hmm. who you are as a person. So Mm -hmm. if, if your one thing was I'm this mother, then people put all their eggs in that basket and feel like, well, God damn it. I better be respected as your mother. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, go get a job, Robin. (laughs) Yeah. It's God. It's just, it's pathetic. Um, but, so then we see Aurora and, on the on the couch, and she says that before the text chain, Aurora heard there was negative things being said about her and Brianna. Um, so again, and that they were not having Christmas with them. With yeah, yeah, that the other but Janelle and Christine's kids were having Christmas without them, and, and not going to tell them. Right. Guess who? And guess who told them all this? Yeah. It's either it's either Cody or Robin. Who yeah. else would it be? Like, so you're the one perpetuating this. I love this. Is what drives me crazy about Cody is well, one of the many things, but his big thing has always been Christine is bad mouthing me to my adult children, and right. it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> You've been bad mouthing everybody to. Robin and to the kid, right? Like, no, no, no. You're right. not about her kids. Story. Yeah. I, I can't remember if it was or Garrison. One of them said that Robin said, you know, after she got exasperated about this on mm-hmm. the, the text, she said, because you're not respecting us, we're not having Christmas with you. So she was the one, yeah. according to them, that said, no, we're not having Christmas and not the other way around. Then she just tries to spin it and say, mm-hmm. Oh, they don't want to have Christmas with us. Yeah. So that that is, I, I God, I just wish someone was there to ask her that question of like, mm-hmm. how how does that work, Robin? If yeah. you then said you don't want to have Christmas with them, how do now Brianna and Aurora think that they're not having that they're having a secret Christmas and not inviting you? Right. You know, there's there's something off about this. But um, so th- this is what is this what Garrison was saying? He was like. So then things got worse once Robin got attitude from the older kids. So once the older kids, for the first time in their lives, stood up to her and stood up to them and said, listen, we're not going to keep doing things the way you want it to be done Mm -hmm. because you're the biggest victim here. Because, again, in families where there are people who are difficult to deal with, whether they're addicts or, or have mental illness or they're just all of the time and attention goes to them. And suddenly mm-hmm. you're all running around trying to please that person. They right. hold everyone hostage. And I don't blame these kids for being like, 
we want to enjoy our lives. Like, goodbye. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to do this. And so she felt defeated. And, um, oh, this is what Robin, isn't this what Robin said? She said she got attitude from the older kids and then she felt defeated. And then she says, I wonder why I even bother. You know, that's why she threw her hands up and said, we're not going to do Christmas with you because, because they didn't respond the way she wanted them to. Yes. And we, mm-hmm. we know someone like this. Trust me, there's more than one Robin in the world. Yes, there are many Robins. The there world. are many, many Robins. I've heard about many of them. Yes, yes. Um, so then this was really strange. So then Robin, I guess, then told McKelty and Logan to tell the other kids <laughs> that she isn't speaking to them anymore. Yeah, I love it. And so it's like, what? And then I saw something else that apparently, because McKelty, went, didn't McKelty go on her show and say, I started the text chain? Yeah, she tried to take credit for that. Yeah. McKelty so is a little weird and a little weird that she sides with Robin and whatever. But yeah, I guess, I guess Robin sees Logan and McKelty as her only allies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure. Like, rem- remember when somebody told you to, <laughs> told you to tell me that you know yes that they weren't going to talk done. to you anymore they, they were, were done, done with, with you yes yes yeah it, what is that is that passive aggressive what is that like yes that? you yeah you've hurt my feelings so therefore i'm i'm gonna you know go through an ancillary person <laughs> an innocent bystander me right. and tell you didn't want to you didn't want to be I part of this want any part of this but like you know and all the while, the father, you know, Cody is doing nothing, just doing nothing. This whole episode was just like deja vu for me. Was yes, <laughs> we without getting into too many details, there is there is a ver- there is a parallel in our lives. Brooke mm-hmm. and I have been those awful children, those ingrateful brats who um, horrible people. Yes. W- someone out there really well, really doesn't like us. Um, and, Two people, but well, one in particular. <laughs> And you more than me. <laughs> right. So they really hate Brooke. It really, <laughs> but me, me not so Really, yeah. It's it, for you, you've really just been hooked in by guilt by association. <laughs> oh, Lord. But I just, I love these adults. Okay. You tell Logan and McKelty, <laughs> I'm never going to speak to you. To tell everyone. I'm, tell everyone, I'm, I'm never speaking I'm to you again. I'm done. And so, and again, the Robins of the world think that all these people are like, oh no, Robin, come <laughs> back. I miss you. Your presence was so great. And then they're utterly shocked when people are like, okay, peace out. Bye. <laughs> nice on you. It's like, well, now what am I going to do? Now who am yeah. I going to rail against? Yeah. And then you just keep digging in further and further or you go to Cody and bug him about it. Um, <sighs> but Jesus. Garrison did say he felt hurt. You know, he was clearly hurt hurt. and that's kind of choking up, you know? Yeah. But, um, but I have to say, Gabe, I've never been like, I don't know if I thought much about Gabe, but I feel like Gabe really said the wisest things on this episode because he is the one that said, and I think he summed it up, hold on, perfectly, which is he talked about how Robin turned this into being ousted from the family. Like she played victim again. And, you know, Garrison's like, we were just trying to make this gift exchange work. And, and then he says, um, what is he? He says that she was, she's gaslighting everyone into giving her special treatment. 
Mm-hmm. And apparently this is what's been going on for years. Like that she get like she throws out trauma, she cries, she throws out all this way so that everyone will give her this special treatment as if, right? Right. They feel sorry nicer. for her. Yes. And yeah. Rook and I have gotten those lectures too. You need to be nicer to so-and-so. Mm-hmm. You need to be nice to them. You need to do this. You need to do that. It's a little bit of like, I don't know. Yeah, and I think he makes a comment, something along the lines of, you know, what's Robin going to do now that she can't be the victim anymore? Because Mm -hmm. all of these adult children have basically said, we're not going to participate in your victim game anymore. Mm -hmm. So now what is she going to do? Is she going to blame going forward? You know, Christmas 2021 is in the books, okay? (laughs) Yes. She can blame them for that, okay? But then what? Yeah. Then what? I don't know. I don't know. So Garrison says she's the catalyst. She's the catalyst. Um, So Garrison's making his feelings known that it's not the show. It was Robin that broke up the family. Mm -hmm. She's the catalyst using COVID to make dad her main wife and then gaslighting and turning herself into the victim saying it's our fault. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, Cody pipes in like, oh, God, no one makes the COVID rules. But me, 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 me. It's like, okay, yeah, got it. You're the man. And then he says that uh, talking about his children, all of them are just jerks. Yes. I don't want to be around them and I don't want to call them. Oh, so that's kind of a contradiction to what you just said, how you were reaching out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's bullshit. And reach out. I want to see the phone records, you know, like he did not reach out to them. They would have said so. Yes, they would have said so. What? they have no reason to lie about that. He did not reach out. So pissed off at them. Mm-hmm. Calls them jerks. His children. Yes. Who've done nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> You're absolutely right. And I just, I cannot believe on national television, like well, national cable television, but that Cody said, You're all jerks and I don't yeah. want to be around them. And blah, 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 blah. I mean, these people are between him and Robin, they're children. children. What a, yeah. What a thing to say. You know, God, you've been doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. You can't help yourself. You know that this is going to go to millions of people. You're going to get crucified for this, and yet you can't control it. You mm-hmm. say it anyway. Yeah. You're so immature. Yeah. Um, and Garrison says his final line, which is, you know, we're like, Robin, you can have them. We don't mm-hmm. care anymore. Take them. There yeah. you go. But then, like, and then yeah. Christine's like, well, every kid, because he says, we don't need a dad anymore. We're grown. And Christine says, well, every kid needs a dad. And then I wrote a little note to myself here that said, but what is a dad? Hmm. And again, that goes back to the whole idea of just because, you know, your sperm like created this child or you raised this child or whatever doesn't make you a dad. Yeah. Yeah. Cody is not. <laughs> he's he's not a good dad um but did you see this is where the camera kept going back to gabe and he just looks heartbroken you know utterly heartbroken because i think that garrison i don't know how much older garrison is than gabe but i think that obviously garrison is a little bit older i think he's worked through all these things mm-hmm. this is where he's at and it's really hard because i don't think this is where gabe is because mm-hmm. gabe you know would like to hear from dad or gabe would would like this to be different and that was just heartbreaking but 
you know, Christine the entire time being like, oh gosh, oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Oh, it's like, come on. Now, well, but what about this? Tell me about this. You know, she's keeping the conversation going with her, mm-hmm. you know, cue cards or somebody's like telling her, yeah. okay, now talk, ask about this. Yes, yes. Um, but I guess did Janelle and Christine did admit, right, that they didn't do a very good job merging the families well. And Christine, of course, brought up the fact that she, you know, Christine was, um, that Cody kept telling her that she was bullying Robin. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, of course, Cody denies all of this. And um, no, she was a crap sister wife. Mm-hmm. And Christine, so one thing that Cody has always said, which I think is kind of interesting, is, is that he's always said that Christine would trash talk Janelle and Mary all mm-hmm. the time. And I really would love to know what this is all about because what does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would. Talk. So, cause he has always maintained that Christine is not a good sister wife because she would trash talk the other wives. And, and I don't know. I mean, this is this whole thing with Christine where, um, you know, the, obviously the way puddle monkey has, um, cr- you know, uh, planned out the story they very much edited this to make christine the hero and cody the villain and Mm -hmm. um and this does always make me wonder a little bit of like because i don't think christine is this perfect innocent person by any means i think that she um you know she has her part to play i think she was all gung-ho for plural marriage and what it all stood for you know she was very much like when they had those, you know, people on from the polygamy rescue, she was mm-hmm. the one that was like, I don't want you indoctrinating my children. And right, she was the one that was like, you know, really upset about her aunt. And, you know, I don't want my aunt saying anything to me. I mean, so I, I do wonder about her. And like, I wonder if she really did trash talk them a lot. See, I, don't, I don't trust anything Cody says, because I think when he says trash talk, mm-hmm. I don't think that she was saying, oh, God, I cannot believe, you know, Mary did this or Janelle did that. Because uh, I think he, and because Christine admits this, that she was always jealous. Mm-hmm. And especially after Robin came into the picture, she claims that before that everything was fine. But I don't know. I think Christine was always jealous, never liked polygamy. And her, you know, trash talk was probably like, God, I just want more time with you, you know you're giving all this time to Mary or Janelle and I'm not getting any time. And, and, and then he's twisting that and saying that's trash talk. That's not trash talk. Mm-hmm. That's her like expressing her needs to him. And because it's too difficult and stressful and confrontational to him, he calls it trash talk mm-hmm. to like put the blame on her instead mm-hmm. of accepting, this goes back to, you know, what everyone's saying. He would never accept responsibility for you're the husband in a plural marriage. You have to try to make all these women feel special and you have to try to make them all feel like their needs are being met and you have to be equal and all this. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't, he wasn't doing that. So trash talk, like what is your definition of trash talk? I highly doubt Dean was like, fucking Janelle's a bitch and you wouldn't believe what she did and blah, blah. No, but I also, yeah, no, sorry. No, go ahead. ahead. Oh, I was going to say that I think I I agree with you, and but I also wonder if some of this too was her being like, "Oh God, Janelle, isn't that annoying? How she always like, mm-hmm. you know, 
was supposed to bring a salad and then she was supposed to bring pasta, but she brought a salad. And so we had two salads. Like I I get the sense that I think Christine talked to him a lot Mm -hmm. about sort of like how she's feeling, what she's thinking. Don't forget, Christine was the one not working. Mm -hmm. Christine was the one at home with kids all day long. Like Janelle had an outlet for a lot of that. Mary had her job. She had an outlet. You know, they had outlets. Christine was the one that was home. And I wonder if a lot of this was just her talking. Yeah. But of just, you know, yes, asking for things from him, but also just complaining. We all complain about people. We all, yeah, you I had no, see, I can sit here for an hour and complain about my husband, well, but yeah, it doesn't we, mean that anything about it. Oh my it's God. Just, we all complain to each other yeah. about each other all the time. Yeah, yeah. Christine's home with kids all day. She had no adults to talk to. So adult, uh, there's an adult. He comes home and it's like, yeah. Oh my God, you wouldn't believe this. Yeah. yeah it's natural. That's normal. But, it, but Cody does not have the ability to stop and think, Oh, she's been home all day with children mm-hmm. or she's stressed out or whatever. It's like, everything becomes personal. Everything mm-hmm. becomes about you. It's that mm-hmm. narcissistic, like not everything's about you. Mm-hmm. You know, some things are about other people. But Garrison does admit that he wants to have a relationship with Robin's, you know, with Robin's kids. Mm-hmm. Like he wants to have a relationship with the siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gabe and Aurora, who go, they both go to Northern Arizona University, they see each other at school and they hug and say, I love you. And Mm-hmm. I thought that was so sweet. Yeah. That's why I love Gabe. Um, mm. Yeah. But Robin says, hey, they will. But the best is, this is the best. Sorry. So G- Garrison says, well, the truth were revealed. They were revealed about Robin. Like sort of this idea of like, listen, you've all known she was a lot to a, a lot to deal with. But now you're really seeing like the truth about Robin. Right. Mm-hmm. And Gwen says, oh, she'll probably start crying. And, and then we see a shot of Robin, not crying, but looking down very pensively in the thing. Like she has to formulate exactly what she was going to say. And, um, but she looks down as if she's about to cry. And she's like, they will always see me as the bad guy. It's like, maybe you are. (laughs) You ever thought about that? Right. Maybe, you, you know, if people, if everyone always thinks that you're, you know, the bad guy, maybe there's some truth in that. Yeah, you think so maybe many people, you have yeah. a part in this. So many people think that. Yeah, I mean, like a whole twenty some, some odd people think you're a bad guy. You know, so and and one doesn't. So what do you think? Yeah, and then Cody. Oh, cut to Cody. Oh, Every time we cut to Cody, he Ugh. just says something so evil that Cody's really starting to frighten me. Like yeah. everything he says, he, he's unhinged. He's like, "This divorce is a civil war." Yes, and talking about Christine. She's just feeding flames in a civil war. She's got some terrible karma coming. And I'm just yeah, like, it that is sounds hard. like a death threat. Yeah. Yeah, he's losing it. He is. Really losing it. And this is, I don't know how, what the time span is from the time in which they do these confessionals, from the time that things have happened. But that's the other part of it too, which is, like you've had some time away from this, Cody. You've, you, you know, mm. I, I've always watched Survivor and I'm always fascinated with Survivor. Like when someone gets voted off the island, you know, they're, they're angry right at that moment, but usually you see them a couple days later and they're in a much better space. And I mm-hmm. always thought it was interesting. There were always a few people that weren't. And it was always kind of interesting to me. Like you have a, you now have had a shower. Mm-hmm. You've eaten, you've had food. a good night's sleep. You had yeah. some perspective and like now you're in a better headspace and you're still angry. You're still yeah. mad like you, you, you know, but it is his anger is 
palpable. It's like it's it permeates yeah. everything. He's just he has no other emotions. Anger, anger, yeah. blame, shame. Bah, bah, bah. It's exhausting. Yeah. And these confessionals are months after this happened. You know, they're, you know, because they have to take they have to edit the show and then they have to tailor these confessionals to what is going to be in the show. And clearly they show them clips of what's going to be on that episode and then they comment on it. So, yeah, mm-hmm. months have gone by. Yeah. And he hasn't calmed down. Well, and then there's this whole thing about Gwen. So Gwen has made a couple comments here and there about how, you, you know, she doesn't feel loved by Cody and I don't really have a dad. And Savannah steps in and she starts to try to tell Gwen that Cody loves you. He's just been mad at you for years for no reason. <laughs> like, okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I don't know. And is this one, does Cody talk about trash talk again? Yeah. Or is this my own note? No, no, no. He's coming <laughs> back. He's back. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. He's back. He's back again. Yeah. He says, all trash talks and opinions are all reciprocated. I think the same things of them. That's right. That's right. God. Like, na 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 Oh, my God. So, yeah. So, they're showing him these clips of what they're all saying about him. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if he, I wonder if he's any- saying all these things all in a row. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, they're, they're jerks. They're cutting it up. They're making it last. <laughs> like, we've got to spread this out. This is too much for one sitting. Yeah, but it's just like, they're jerks. I hate them. I'm not yeah. going to talk to them. Divorce is a civil war. Like, if it's just some rant from right. a crazy person standing on a street corner, like, yeah. bah, 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 pox on all your households. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Garrison says that he is open to forgiveness and he's always there to welcome someone back, but he's not going to chase them. And I was yeah, like, that's okay. Philosophy. Yeah. And then Chris, this is when Christine thanks them all for allowing her to cook for them. <laughs> and I'm like, what the, you're just eating salad. And then they have their key pie. Oh yes. They have their, <laughs> yes. Which you didn't even cook that. You didn't even have that. Did you know what? Picked it up. Yeah. So um, next we see. Um, some video and this was actually because we put this on our tiktok i think this video of this birthday party where mckelty came over with avalon to throw avalon like a first birthday party and um and because you know robin and tony really get each other oh yeah can you imagine what those conversations are like between robin and tony like what in god's name do these two people have to talk about and do you think tony really feels that way about her I don't know. I don't know. I don't think either of them are particularly bright or deep thinkers. So I have no idea what the two of them are thinking or feeling about anything. Yeah, I don't know why they continue this stuff with Robin and Cody. Whatever. Well, so, well, I did think this was interesting because I didn't know this before, which was, I guess, about the time that Robin came into the family, Kelty was having a really hard time with her older siblings. And I do think that McKelty's always been a little quirky, like mm-hmm. Gwen. And so she hasn't, she's had a harder time with things. And then I guess Robin saw that and really focused a lot of her attention on McKelty and telling her how awesome she is and that that gave her a lot of confidence. And, you know, what I think really interesting is that Christine's able to see that. Mm-hmm. See, this is the difference between Christine and Cody and a lot of these people is like, Christine is able to see things in shades of gray of like, mm-hmm. I am very grateful for Robin when she came in, she focused on McKelty and that gave her a lot of confidence. And 
I'm fine with them having a relationship mm-hmm. and, and I'm not going to stop any of that. But unlike Cody, I mean, Cody can't see, he, he could never, ever, if the, if Christine was nice to Brianna, he could never see this the same way. No, I mean, never. No, I think Christine is very generous. Bring Brianna into her world. Yeah. Trash talk me. Christine's being very, she's not threatened by it, being very respectful and everything. But yeah, Mm -hmm. the the clip, but see what we, what we didn't see on this episode, which was the clip that we posted many months ago, but um, right before Cody was, you know, being all lovey dovey with Avalon playing floor. He totally yelled at Ariella mm. about staying away from, he didn't want her to touch some presents and he was just being really harsh and punitive. And I don't know if this, it was released by McKelty. Why would she release that full tape? That's I don't dumb. know. I don't Maybe know. She McKelty doesn't make a lot of sense. Cause you know, why, why say that you started the text chain? Why, you know, why be the go between? Why would you, you're, you're, you're like, if, Robin came to me and said, um, tell your siblings I'm not talking to them. I'm done. I don't know if I would run and do that. No, I'd be like, you can tell them. Yeah, I'd be like, you know, okay. Uh, I don't know. Uh, no, McKelty's yeah. weird because, yeah, on the one hand, she's trying to be all, you know, uh, have this relationship with Cody and Robin and give them the benefit of the doubt. Yet she has this Patreon where she goes on Patreon and she spills a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. She, yeah, I just think she likes, I think she just likes attention. Yeah, I do too. From whoever. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And, um, and I think that Robin and I think that Robin and Odie are really nice to her. And I think that, you know, Robin has a bit of, I don't mind, you know, I'm not quite sure, but Robin has some traits of a, um, what they call borderline personality mm-hmm. disorder. And something that borderlines do a lot is they split and they mm-hmm. mean and they pit people against each other or they love and hate things. Mm-hmm. They either love you or hate you. This is a right. bit of what happened with our particular situation. You were bad. I was good. Right. And they split. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, I wonder if when Robin was telling the story and McKelty were talking about it, I was wondering if like, did Robin set her sights on McKelty of like, I'm going to make one of these, you know, make this one person love me right you know i think she like she, isolating thing she could tell she could manipulate yeah. She, yeah yeah she she could sense that oh okay i think i can get her to go along with me yeah well she but because she was struggling and had a hard time mm-hmm. and she's like oh good i can zero in yeah. on her and really um get her to play this game mm-hmm. give her attention yeah so next we see um, it's Christine's ex anniversary, mm-hmm. and so apparently then this is also out of whack, right? Because something else I was reading too was that okay, so these are your friend, so these are your friends that you made from planning Isabel's party, graduation party, graduation party which happened in like May, June, of, May, or June, June or May of 2021. Mm-hmm. This is now March of 2022. And these are the only friends that you have in yeah. all the time that you lived in Flagstaff, these three, four women. Well, and they barely know her. They're asking her questions like, okay, now what's your husband's name again? <laughs> or what? Who? Yeah. I mean, it's, I couldn't figure out, I couldn't figure out if 
okay, are they, were they put up, were they, you know, do they really not know her at all? Or did the, um, did Puddle Monkey say, okay, you've got to, you've got to start asking a bunch of questions. Like, we don't want to hear you talk about, you know, the weather. So talk about Cody or whatever it is, or talk about the marriages. I don't know. It was the strangest scene. And, and Christine is acting like she's doing this so that she can introduce Janelle to these people. So Janelle can ma- have these friends because mm-hmm. Janelle actually lives in Flagstaff with these people. Yeah. And Janelle looked like she could care less. Like, <laughs> yes. She did not want to be there. She was really not engaging in small talk. Um, anytime someone would answer her or ask her a question, she'd sort of be like, oh, yeah, whatever, I'm fine. She She's not interested in being friends with these women. Yeah. They needed something. They needed to bring something. They had to include the X anniversary or whatever it is. I don't know. It was... It was weird. It was a weird scene. And then Cody calls Christine during dinner. Which, again, I've seen some things online about this, too, that people feel like, okay, come on, you know, he knows that they're filming, he knows, or did the producers tell him to call or something? It seemed odd. He claimed he was calling because he knew she was in town and was calling to see if 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 he could see Truly. I don't know if Truly was with her or not. And I don't even know if that was really him calling. Who knows? Mm -hmm. It, It seemed very set up because... I mean, normally, if you go into a lunch like that, you're filming, you'd have your phone turned off in your bag, but somehow Christine knows she's getting a call. Yeah. It seems so fake. That whole, that whole scene was such fakery. Yeah. And it did nothing, did nothing for the story to move anything along. Yeah. Cause it's mainly just these women asking Janelle and Christine questions that we already know. Like the audience already knows this. We don't don't need to know this. We don't need to know this. And they know it too. (laughs) You don't think they've gone online? (laughs) If you were asked to be on an episode of Sister Wives, even if you'd never seen an episode in your life, wouldn't you go online, do a little bit of research? Well, come on. You're planning a year ago, at least when you're planning the party, you're like, wait, who is this woman? And wait, she's on the show? And... Yeah, it, it made no sense. But Christine then says, this is interesting, where she says she knew the marriage was over. I guess it sounds like more than a year before it was really over because on her last anniversary, not this past one, but the one before, she, for her gift, she didn't want to be anywhere near him. <laughs> she didn't, <laughs> my gift is I don't want to see you, Cody. And that would be great. So she was like, I don't want to see you or deal with you. And she said that on my birthday. I'm like, wait, so for your birthday anniversary? Like you, you did not want to see him? No. Well, she said that once she, once she, uh, or once he told her they were never going to have an intimate marriage, she said, I don't ever want you in my bed again. Mm-hmm. And that's when she decided, that's when she started making her plan. Mm-hmm. And from that point on, it was just like, okay, I've got to get my shit together. I got to make a plan. And now she's like, I'm a big fan of divorce. It feels yeah. great on the other side. Uh-huh. <laughs> Everybody just get a divorce. It's great. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> Janelle's just sitting there like, well, I don't care. This doesn't, yeah. this doesn't bother me. Well, I'm because- not in a great place with Cody either. <laughs> Oh, I don't care that they're talking <laughs> shit about him. But she's not being, but she was like, I'm not going to spill the tea. She was very much like, listen, I don't know right. these ladies. I don't right. know what's going no, on here. Right. I'm not going to reveal myself too much to these people. And, but she's like, I don't care about Cody that much. But 
I'm not yeah, going to oh, be honest with them. And then somebody gave Christina smash the patriarchy mug. Oh, God. <laughs> but you know what? It was in a plastic bag. They got that on the way there. You know what I mean? Like, oh, crap. Oh, the producer, the producer handed it to one of the women. Yes. It's like, here, give this to Christine, please. <laughs> yes. Well, Janelle says that Christine and Cody didn't break up because of polygamy because lots of people get divorced. And I agree with you. Um. But Christine also says her tipping point was seeing how Cody treated her kids, their kids. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know. I think that's a lot of divorces. Yes, yes. That is, that is a big tipping point. But then we've got Cody again. Oh, yay. Cody, for one last time to say, uh, Christine forced herself into my life and insisted we be married. Oh, really, Cody? <laughs> Did she hold you down? Yeah, with, was a with gun a, held to your head? Yeah. W- were you h- held down? And someone put a gun to your head and said, you have to be married to this woman and stay with her and remain married to her in the spiritual marriage for over 20 years? Really? His story was was always that he brought her in because he felt that she could be like this calming influence, Yeah, (laughs) you know, between Janelle and Mary. Now it's another story. Now she begged him. Forced herself on him. Yes. I think, and I, I, I really am not comparing I don't want this to be taken out of context, but I feel like that it's a little bit like Cody had a couple, it's almost like he treated Christine like another dog. Like Mm. I have these two dogs. I can handle another dog. (laughs) Let me, trust me, we did, my husband and I did this over in COVID. We had one dog and we're like, it's good, it's COVID. Let's get another dog, right? And not really thinking through like, oh, wow, when you, you know, having two dogs means that, oh, there's two expenses and two, you know, lot of stuff and there's more activity and there's more to do and i get the sense i don't because i'm not comparing any of these women to dogs because i love dogs um but do you know what i mean it's kind of like i think in it was almost like cody was shopping i think mm-hmm. that christine really liked him i think he was very flattered by that i think mm-hmm. she was high up in this uab the church yeah her grandfather was a big deal right and so i think he also saw it as like "Ooh, i'm making moves but i think in his mind he's like let's get have one more you know, I think it was almost kind of like, let's bring one more in. What what will that hurt? You know, or whatever. And I think she showed up and he was like, oh, crap, this is a lot. I just committed myself to three women. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh and you can't, there's no takesy backsies. Right. You know, right. when you do something like that. And I don't, I, I don't think anybody thought these things through. I think no. they just didn't think it, but they jump into these marriages and like, okay. And then. What's the solution? Let's get another wife, you know? Well, yeah, well, including Robin, because, you know, flashback to this was said earlier in the episode. Robin tried to say, now, I don't really believe this. She tried to say that she, she something like she was not inv- invited into this family or this family didn't particularly want her, that she wanted them mm-hmm. more than they wanted her because uh, she really wanted a stable a family and home for her children. Now, I don't believe that when you look at the way that Cody and Robin were just googly eyed for each other since mm-hmm. day one. But I don't know why she's saying that now. I, well, I because that doesn't, that does not fall in line with her narrative. Right. I mean, this is right. Been the that problem. she's a home wrecker of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. That, well, I mean, one thing that Christine does talk about is at the very end of the episode, which is, is that she just wishes that Cody and Robin were honest about how they felt about each other. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like, really, Christine, if they had come to you and said, we've fallen in love, right? 
you know, do you think you would all sort of be like, okay, well, thank you for being honest with us. Now let's do this. I'm like, I don't think so. I, and maybe, I don't know, I guess I shouldn't give Cody the benefit of the doubt, but I, I do also wonder if maybe he thought like, oh, wow, I am having all these strong feelings for Robin, but let me, you know, maybe she's not my soulmate. Maybe I'll just, you know, hang out with these other people or maybe I'll spend some time with Janelle now, or maybe I'll do this. I mean, I do wonder if even Cody was trying to not make her mm. so knowing that like, oh my God, and my bread and butter is all interrelated to this polygamy and I got to keep going. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know I if don't that would have gone over well if the no. two of them announced that they were soulmates and oh, they're breaking God, up no. the family, no. you know, and be like, I'm never going to have sex with you guys pretty much anymore ever again. You so, um, yeah. except for Janelle, because <laughs> yeah, going I think, on there. Yeah. 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 Anyway, and that anyway, was the episode. My God. Oh my God. It was a whirlwind. It Oof. was a lot. It was a it lot was to a lot. process. It was a lot of trauma brought up <laughs> childhood traumas. Yeah, there was a lot of it was very, <laughs> it was very traumatic. And if you're someone who's ever had to deal with merging of family, or divorce, divorce, um, sending families, step parents, and any of that, you understand where we're coming from when we say this is traumatic because yeah. it's very, very traumatic. It is traumatic. And you know, the older you get, the more you realize how traumatic it was. Yes. Because when you're a kid, you're just trying to survive, you know, and then then you try to normalize it. But yeah, like once you're an adult and you, and you become a parent and you can look back on this stuff, you're mm-hmm. just like, oh my God. Well, yeah, especially once you become a parent and you're like, wait a second. Yeah. I wouldn't do something I like crappy to my that. kids. Yeah. Like I wouldn't have done, oh God, like I would have dealt with that differently or I would have handled that better. And obviously, you know, it's easy to be a Monday morning quarterback because parenting is really, really, really hard. But it's, you know, you do start to, I think this is sort of this illusion that happens for people, which happens for everybody. Everybody at some point realizes that their parents are not heroes, that they're mm-hmm. really just like scared people. five-year-olds. Yeah. You know, they doing are, the they are they also can. scared five-year-olds doing the best that they can. And they don't always have the equipment to handle it. Mm-hmm. So y- this is what we're dealing with here. So it's, that's the part that's, it, it's hard. I, I can, I can respect as a parent and respect how hard all this is. And at the same time, it's very, I feel, I always feel very conflicted about it because on the one hand, I know how hard it is to be a parent and I know I've made a lot of mistakes as a parent. So I'm very understanding of my parents' mistakes. And at the same time, you're kind of like, Oh God, really? Like you couldn't have figured that out to do that better mm-hmm. or come on. Like, but also someday your child's going to be talking about you like this. Yes. Maybe not to the same degree or it might have mm-hmm. different things, but yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not stupid. I know that, you know, that my child's going to have complaints about me, but you know, I've always said that, you know, if you choose to accept it, parenthood is, it, it's, it's a spiritual test. Mm. You know, it's a, Oh, this is new. I've never heard you say this before. What do you? Oh, huh. well, I mean, just like if you, it's, it's a chance for you to try to do better, mm-hmm. you know, to, again, not get so bogged down in the mistakes, see your parents as human beings, think about how you want to parent differently. Mm-hmm. Don't just repeat old patterns, you know, all of that. And that's really a spiritual test because yeah, a lot of times it's easier to take the 
easy, um, easy way out of the old pattern or whatever, mm-hmm. but like actually changing patterns and trying to improve and do better. It takes a lot. Like yeah, you have to put, you have to put your child first. You have to put your own needs aside. You have to, a lot of it is putting your own needs aside because mm-hmm. I think a lot of the things we're upset with our parents about is that they put their needs in front of ours. Mm-hmm. So then you have to say, okay, well, I got to put my needs come last. And that's hard. Yeah, it is very it's hard. hard. I think it's the hardest thing that you, you know, one of the hardest things that anyone can do. And yeah. it's, it's very, you know, it's a conscious choice to try to, to, um, you know, do it well. Yeah. Well, you're a great mom. You're a much better mother than I am. You're much better at it than I am. Well, and I I don't, I would be shocked if Layla had one complaint. Maybe, you know, I don't know. I mean, but something really minor, but I would be, well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll (laughs) We'll see see what happens when Layla starts having children. (laughs) We'll find out. I'll get the lowdown from my my great nieces and nephews. Yeah. I'll, I'll find out what they think what the issues were. But I, I, yeah, it's funny. I've never heard it phrased that way. I mean, I'm a big believer that, you know, you don't get the child that you want. You get the child that you need, Mm -hmm. the child that you need to parent. And if you can see that child as this child is here to teach me something, Mm -hmm. maybe similar, that what is it that I have to learn? Like the universe, whatever you want to believe, God, universe, you know, whatever your, whatever your religion is, Mm -hmm. that, that there's a reason why this is your kid. And I don't believe in that whole thing of like, you know how people put it on Instagram all the time of like, I'm so grateful that you chose me as yeah, your mother, little that's Braxton. Bizarre. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's that. I don't think little Bria or Braxton or whatever goofy name you've given them, Brooklyn or whatever, <laughs> you know, that it's like that. But I, I think that your kid is, it's here, you know, you have a choice. You can either fight against them constantly about how you want you want them to be versus them. Mm-hmm. Or you can accept them, which is all mm-hmm. you need to do as a parent is really just mm-hmm. accept your children for who they are, you know, who exactly, you know, they're trying to figure out who they are. So mm-hmm. it's accepting them as they figure that out along the way. And if you accept them for who they are and um, parent the child in the way in which they need to be parented, not how you want to, wanted to be parented, that's the other part of it too, is it's easy to get stuck in that place of, well, this is how I wanted to parent. So I'm going to parent you that way. It's like, well, no, because sometimes kids need different things mm-hmm. and you have yeah. to parent the child in the way in which that it works for them. Yeah. And, you par- you and parent respect- the child that you get, not yeah. the child that you want. And you get what <laughs> you get and you don't get upset. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Cody. <laughs> well, and this all comes back to the whole point of this discussion. Cody couldn't even comprehend anything that we just know like he is so into himself it is all about him and his children obeying him and sacrifices him, being Sa- loyal to him he feels like he has the sacrifices like yeah he feels like he really does he feels like he feels like the victim he mm-hmm. feels like i have sacrificed so much and i've sacrificed everything yeah. yes and this is how you're all gonna repay me and you're like, what? And these women haven't sacrificed anything. These children haven't. Sa- everybody sacrificed something. Yeah. You know, everybody. And I also Ugh. just don't think it's physically possible for one person to to parent that many people. Yeah. Well, no, it's just too much. You know, people yeah. only have so much bandwidth, so much time. 
I mean, it's almost like he was set up for failure. You mm. know, even just having Christine and Janelle, even just having six kids, my God, that's a challenge. Yeah. You know, and they don't really have a very supportive partner. So they're kind of, you know, doing a lot of it themselves. But now Cody has like 17, 18 kids. And just because your kids grow up, you, you still need to be in their lives, pay attention to them, have a relationship mm-hmm. with them. That's still work. Yeah. It's just impossible. Yeah. No, it is. It is impossible. And um, yeah, I, I and that's the part where I think what happens is when people get worked up about polygamy, there's this idea of like, you know, this, like the criticism against polygamy has nothing to do with the religious piece of it or, you know, whether or not I want to interfere with someone wanting to marry ma- many people at the same time. I could give two shits about mm-hmm. like, you can have 15 people in your bed. I really don't care. The problem with polygamy me comes down to exactly what you're talking about, which is, is that one person cannot be this to so many people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm sure you have friends, like I've heard this from friends that I know who grew up in houses where they were one of six and they would say like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, there wasn't enough to go around. Yeah. I kind of got lost in the shuffle or, you know, because I was the firstborn male, this is how this felt, or because I was this, or because that, because I was the firstborn female, I was taking care of everyone. Like, you know, what I always heard from people who were in these really big families was that they just felt like they got lost a lot. Mm-hmm. And that even though maybe the parents probably were working overtime trying to meet everybody's needs, they still felt really lost. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard the same thing. So, yeah. So one thing that I thought was really interesting, I was reading uh, this People Magazine article about Christine's wedding. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they said about David was, and I was like, oh, this is, they're trolling Cody. They basically, David has a lot of grown children, adult children that live outside the house mm-hmm. that he remains in touch with and very friendly with. Oh. They pointed that out. I was like, oh, this is interesting <laughs> that we're telling this about David. Like, mm, okay, People yeah. Magazine. Noted. Yes. <laughs> So, do we have any gossip or anything? Oh, gosh. Um, God, there's been so much. So much of the, you know, the aftermath of the wedding. And um, I guess, I think Gwen... Okay, so I guess Gwen was the only person other than Robin's kids who did not come to the wedding. Mm -hmm. And there's been a lot of speculation as to why. But I believe she came out and said that she told Christine in advance that she wasn't coming because... She had an organic chemistry midterm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like in the middle of all that. And she was dealing with moving into a new mobile home. And, um, you know, some people are speculating it had something to do with Peyton. I don't really think so, because like I told you before we started, they both went to Logan's wedding and managed to coexist. They, mm-hmm. you know, stayed apart from each other. I, I don't think it's a Logan thing, but I, I don't. I don't know what it is, but she does seem to be a little miffed with her mom. She has said mm-hmm. things like this whole thing with her mom being portrayed as the hero and Cody as the villain and that her mom wasn't, you know, her mom out, didn't behave the best during mm-hmm. the whole divorce thing. And, oh, and another reason why they think she's angry is because so at her wedding or wedding reception, whatever that was, um, she was upset because they were filming and it all, it kind of, it, it was all about, that was the first time that Cody and David met. Mm-hmm. And so the whole focus of that event and the filming and everything was David and Cody meeting for the first time. And she felt like it detracted from, you know, like, hey, this is my wedding. Mm-hmm. And I, she really wanted it. 
filmed. And so it seems to be a combination of things. And I just think it's sad, like, yeah. you know, that she wasn't there. She's the only person. So I, I don't know what's hmm. going on there. Yeah, I think there's a lot more going on with Gwen and and Christine. I think that mm-hmm. I think Gwen has some resentments. And even though maybe if she's not going because of Peyton, I can imagine on Gwen's feeling of being resentful towards Christine for not protecting her. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's it's like here's this brother who's, you know, be, I don't know exactly. Again, I Yeah, we I don't, don't know what happened. We don't know exactly what happened, but obviously something happened. So I can imagine that Gwen felt like she wasn't protected or her needs weren't being met. And I can mm-hmm. imagine that coupled with the fact that, you know, Christine, I think, has been very involved in herself and this divorce and all of this. Like, I don't think Truly's probably getting the, you know, I feel like Truly's been a collateral damage of mm-hmm. all of this, too. You know, OK, Truly, come here, go there. You know, do you see what Truly was wearing at the wedding? Oh yeah, she's a bit was, of a badass. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. it was I was kinda, like, look at you. That was like a pantsuit kind of Yeah, with this like crisscross top. And then she it's like this purpley blue, and then she dyed her hair. Yeah. And then she was wearing sunglasses, but she yeah. didn't take off. I was like, good for you. <laughs> she was just like, I gotta get through this. <laughs> yeah, no, it was very cute. Yeah. She's she's a one of a kind. She is. She is special. Yeah. So any other guy because I you know what we forgot to do? <laughs> We forgot to announce that we're changing the dates. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, people figured out. Hopefully. It it was just too late on Sunday night to record. We were too burnt out and tired. We had to... Yeah, we watched the show from 7 to 8. And then we were record at like 8, 8 8.15, And Sunday at 8.20, I'm I'm in bed. I was exhausted. (laughs) So we didn't feel like we were doing a very good job because neither of us felt awake. So this is why we changed the dates which is what we were doing before. We switched everything around to accommodate sister wives and to accommodate um, uh, at the time and just like that. But now we're moving to Tuesday, Thursday. Yeah. So Tuesday is flexible. Yes. Be flexible with us because we have full time jobs. Um, so the sister wives is going to be on Tuesdays now and Thursdays will be um, for this week. It'll be love is blind. The love mm-hmm. is blind final episode the weddings and the reunion mm-hmm. which that was a doozy and um and then next week will be um next thursday will be the supermodels oh yeah yeah supermodels yeah so i think we'll do documentaries until this season of sister wives is finished whenever that yeah. is and then we'll go back to our rewind and something else i'm sure there'll be some other show that comes on yeah but I know that people have been really wanting because I keep seeing it. People, I see people going, "Oh my God, is anyone doing rewind?" Um, you know, this this mm-hmm. season has inspired a lot of people to go back. So maybe we should keep going. I don't. Yeah. know. I know it's a maybe, lot of Cody. It's a lot of yeah. sister wives. We can switch maybe, back and forth. I maybe guess in a couple weeks. Yeah, because yeah. we, we have some stuff already in the can, and then after that, maybe we'll go back in a couple weeks yeah. to the um, rewind. Anyway, sorry, I was supposed to announce this at the beginning of the episode. Oh, that's and okay. I totally well, forgot. This stuff we got. On yes. a tangent of our uh, par- our parenting episode, our yes. parenting podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should do that next. Let's yeah. just <laughs> just uh, give you our views on parenting. Yes, yes, um, yeah. Right. So anyway, they did have a kind of mid season trailer kind of thing at the end here. Oh, they did. Yeah, they, they said that? it was like still to come. This oh season. no, no, you're right. You're right. I did see that. Sorry. 
Yeah. yeah. And Janelle says, my marriage is not good. I really don't think I'm married anymore. <laughs> I love how this is how Janelle gets divorced. I know. Like, Christine, it's a whole thing. We've yeah. got porch visits. Right, right. Conversations. Multiple conversations. Janelle's just like, mm, mm. I'm not married anymore. I'm out. Uh, Bye. <laughs> Mary is happy at the B&B. That's her safe space. Mm-hmm. Um, Cody goes over to Janelle's new apartment. I guess she gets a a little upgrade of an apartment and he just feels like he's not welcome because he's not. Yeah, you're not, Cody. Nor are you going to stay there. I mean, God, if she like rolled out the red carpet for you, would you even stay? Hell no. No. And then there's a scene of Robin just kind of walking out on Coyote Pass. Um, What else? Oh, Cody again tells Mary he has no desire to be in a relationship with her and she finally kind of says, you know, it's not fair for me to be alone like I have for years. Yes. This is what I was saying before. Yeah. What, what, what Robin's doing to her is really, it's cruel. fair. It's cruel. Like, yeah. be, and, you know, this is your, this is supposed to be your friend. Be honest with her. Yeah. This is totally cruel. And then we get the shot of Robin out there on Coyote Pass crying. And mm-hmm. she's like, this is not what I wanted. You know, I mean, it's like, oh God, it's just always about you, Robin. Mm-hmm. Always about you. But anyway, yeah. that's what's to come. So if this is episode, if we're nine. like halfway through episode nine, so we're going to have like 18, we're going to have nine, roughly eight or nine more episodes. Plus I believe so. Yeah. Hell, this whatever. is supposed to go. This that's is supposed two, to go till January. Yeah. That's like over two months, like three months. Yeah. So it's like, Thank no, God. Yeah. Into January. <laughs> mid to late January. Yes. God. Yes. I don't Thank know. God. I don't know if I can. Take this emotional trauma. Yeah. Well, let's hope well, we we're gonna move on from this and we're gonna move on to other other topics. I don't I know. Hope. Let's hope. All right. Well, all right, wrap well, it up. I will. So if you like this podcast and you haven't already, please give us a um five-star rating. And if you feel like leaving a review, that would be great as well. We are on social media at Psych Legal Pop. Uh um, tiktok and instagram and um hey if you like this podcast and you're enjoying us please subscribe um that way you don't have to you know you don't have to track down the days in which we're going to be here (laughs) just show up in your feed um yeah and i think that's it yeah yeah thank you if you've made it this far god bless you we love you yes good night all right good night bye bye Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. 
This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com